0: that as the 19th century turned to the 20th there was a sense in Western civilization that a golden age was coming. Society had advanced a great deal. Science had made serious leaps and bounds in, in its progress. There was a great new technology available to people. Medicine had saved countless lives. There was a great deal going on. And mankind thought that because of all of this progress, a golden age was fast approaching. Mankind thought that they were on the verge of self-salvation. But we know, looking back in history, That was not the case. And society in the West soon found out after two world wars that what they thought was a fast-approaching golden age was nowhere close to what was going to happen. Now, this really does not surprise those of us who study the Word of God. We know that throughout all time, men have sought to save themselves through their own initiative. we think back to the Tower of Babel. Man thought that through their own wisdom, their own ingenuity, they could raise themselves up to heaven. That was foolishness. And so also, all of mankind's constant attempts to use his own wisdom to save himself. We see here in our text this evening something of mankind's attempt to use wisdom to save himself and how that is not what the Lord God uses to save man. Man thinks that through the wisdom of his means, his methods, and his teachers, he can save himself. And yet, that is not the case, for it is only the so-called folly of the gospel The Lord Jesus Christ, through which man can be saved. And so this evening we can look at our text under these two broad categories. The wisdom of man juxtaposed against the folly of God. The wisdom of man over here, up and against the folly of God. A little bit of of context here for our text. You, I'm sure, well know... when Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, they had this issue with setting themselves as as being students of of a particular apostle. There were divisions in the Corinthian church, some men saying that they were followers of Peter or Cephas, some followers of Apollo, some followers of Paul, and, and some proclaim themselves merely to be followers of Christ. There were divisions within the church when Paul wrote this letter to them because these men were seeking to follow after the wisdom of their particular teachers instead of adhering to the gospel. And so, when Paul wrote to them, he admonished them because of this division. And he directs their attention and our attention this evening not to the following of a particular teacher, but to the simple gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He shows us that the wisdom of man, even of godly men, like himself, Peter, and Apollos, does not save people, but it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let us look then at Paul's teaching to us, uh, the Spirit's teaching through Paul to us this evening. The wisdom of of man. Paul shows us that this does not save, indeed cannot save, anyone. Look at verse 17. Paul says that Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. This ties into the context Paul says that it is not for the purpose of baptism that Christ sent him. It was not in order to to have these people follow him. No, Paul says that his purpose was to preach the gospel. Saving knowledge of Jesus Christ proclaimed to men in need of a Savior. Paul says that he did not preach in cleverness of speech so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. Paul here says that it is not through human methods that salvation comes to man. It is not through cleverness of speech. It is not through the power of great speakers, of rhetoricians, those who make grand speeches. That is not what saves men. Now, In the world, many will seek to use great speeches, uh, buzzwords, well-crafted rhetoric to sway people to their particular ideologies, to their particular uh, affiliations. They'll say, come here, we have this amazing thing. Well, our speakers are far more eloquent than their speakers. This politician says all these grand things while this guy over here stutters and mumbles. But our text teaches us that it is not through these earthly methods that the Lord sends out the Gospel. It is not in cleverness of speech, not eloquent wisdom, not the peaks of human knowledge and communication, rather it is through plain proclamation. So in verse 17, we see that it is not through worldly methods that the Lord operates in the proclamation of the gospel. We see also that it is not through worldly means. Verses uh, 18 and 19 We read that the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Now, the world thinks that the gospel is folly. It's foolishness to them, which is really terribly sad, isn't it, that even though Men are perishing in their sins. Yet they reject the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They think that they can or will save themselves through human wisdom. They think we don't want Christ over here. No, that's foolishness. That's silly. That's ridiculous. What we want over here is science, knowledge, information. They think that they can save themselves. They think that perhaps through science, we can even conquer death. There have been a number of people who thought that science would somehow find a way to bring them back from the dead, and and so they've had their bodies preserved, saying that one day, one day man, through his wisdom, will conquer death. And we can have eternal life through the wisdom of man. But that is not what God uses. It is not through human means or human methodology that the Lord God saves men. It cannot save men. Why? Because God says that He will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever He will set aside. Here, Paul quotes from Isaiah 29 where the Jews were thinking that their religiousness would save them. Their great knowledge would save them. They were no longer trusting in Jehovah God to be their God and their protector. They were trusting in their their own religion that they had twisted and perverted. We know that many times in the Old Testament, the people of God said that they were worshiping God, but doing that through idols, through false worship. They were not trusting in the Lord to be their God, to keep His promises, to be faithful, the covenant God to them, as He promised to be in our Old Testament reading in Deuteronomy. No, they were trusting in their own knowledge and wisdom. They were trusting in human means. But that is not what the Lord God uses. Not the methods and not the means that humans come up with. The Lord uses His own prescribed means. And while men depend upon their own methods and their own means... They also depend upon their own leaders. Wise people who they think will bring them into salvation. That is what Paul says that the Lord does not use. In verse 20, turn with me there. In verse 20, we read, where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world. Paul here lists three categories of people that many, uh, people, uh, many people trust to lead them into salvation. Wise men, philosophers, those intellectuals who, though their work can be very profitable, It's not as though we should discard all knowledge that the world comes up with, but through this philosophy, men thought that they could achieve heaven. There were many such philosophies in the ancient world which they got close to understanding truth. They got so far as to realize that there is an unmoved mover, and yet beyond that, they could not save themselves because that was not God's prescribed means, not what God used. It was not through man's philosophy that people come to the knowledge of God. Paul also asked, where is the scribe? These students of Holy Scripture, the Jewish scribes, those, those men who knew the Scriptures inside and out, and yet, tragically, missed the Christ of Scriptures those men who, who studied the Scriptures thinking that in them they had eternal life, and yet, as Christ said, failed to recognize that the Scriptures all pointed to Christ, all spoke of Him. Those two are not what God used. It is not the religious leaders, those who take the Scriptures and yet do not take the Christ of Scriptures. That is not the one you should trust And where is the debater of this age? It is not philosophers. It is not even religious leaders who do not know Christ. It is not those debaters, rhetoricians, great speakers. God has made those means which are so prized among the world, which men look to for insight and leadership He's made that foolishness because those men, depending upon their own strength, do not know Christ. They do not know the gospel. So we see from that the wisdom of the world is actually foolishness. So we see those things and we think, how great, how magnificent Oh, I wish that I had that man's wisdom, his insight into things. These great philosophers, these great teachers, even great students of, of theology, they do not have Christ. If the gospel is not the root of their teaching, it is in fact foolishness. Though the world thinks it is wise, the world thinks It is magnificent, though the world thinks that through these things they can find salvation for themselves, yet if it is not rooted in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is in fact foolishness, and the Lord God does not use those means. This should cause us to ask the question, well, what of me? Am I looking to these methods, to these means? Am I looking to these wise men, these teachers, for salvation? Am I trusting that science will somehow, in some way, extend my life so long that I never have to fear death? Are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in all of the knowledge That you accumulate. Children, I'd like to warn you. It is a very, very good thing. An excellent thing to memorize the scriptures. To learn your catechism. Those things are meant to point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't trust in your own knowledge. You must trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So ask yourself this evening, am I trusting in human means, human methodology, human leaders for salvation? I think I can fairly confidently say through my conversation that you do not. But we are to always examine ourselves. So you must ask yourself this question. And if you are trusting and anything other than Christ for salvation. you must repent and turn to Him. We see that God does not use the so-called wisdom of man for salvation. So what does He use? Well, He uses what the world considers to be absolute folly. It's the folly of God that saves us when the wisdom of man cannot. The Lord God uses the simple gospel. What is the gospel? Well, if you look at 1 Corinthians 15, Paul gives a very brief explanation. He says, I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, Unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. The Lord God uses the simple gospel. You know, in verse 17, Paul says that he was not relying on cleverness of speech. The proclamation of the gospel does not. And cannot rely on the worldly means of words of cleverness of speech, words of eloquent wisdom. Rather, it relies on the power of God. Power of God alone is what makes plain proclamation of the gospel effective. And in verse um, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 19, God reveals truth to those to whom he is pleased to reveal it to. It says, to us who are being saved by the gospel, it is the power of God. In verses 20 through 25, excuse me, 21 through 25, we see the glory of the foolishness of God, which saves us. Verse 21 says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. God has made the wisdom of the wise foolishness through the gospel. The world cannot make sense of this saving message. The wisdom of the world cannot comprehend it. Who would dare think that someone could be saved through a crucified Savior? Who would dare think that God Himself would become a man who, as 1 Corinthians 15 told us, lived His life, according to the Scriptures, obeyed God's law perfectly, who died according to the Scriptures, who was raised on the third day. This message seems to many people to be absolute folly. They cannot comprehend it. And yet, it is this message that Christ alone, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christ of Scriptures The perfect Lamb of God alone is the means that God uses to save mankind. It may be foolishness to the world, and yet this so-called foolishness is the very power of God for salvation. One of the great tragedies that this text shows us is that those scribes, who knew the Scriptures so well, missed their Messiah, who knew the Scriptures and did not recognize the Messiah that the Scriptures told us about. Christ, who alone is the power of God for salvation. So the Lord has used this message to save all who believe. That is What verse 21 says, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message to preach to save those who believe. While the Lord does not use the methods, the means, and the leaders of men, yet he uses his own means to save men. He uses the great gospel We saw in uh, our confession of faith in the catechism that it is through the gospel that the Lord is pleased to work, to draw men to the Lord Jesus Christ. Question 59 asked that, Who are the partakers of redemption? Who are made partakers of redemption through Christ? And is applied and communicated to all those whom Christ has purchased it who are in time by the Holy Ghost enabled to believe in Christ according to the gospel. And the question 60 asks, if those who have never heard the gospel can be saved? The answer is no. Why? Because that is the Lord God's prescribed means. You must hear the good news about Christ. You must hear that Christ became man, took on human flesh. You must hear that Christ lived a life perfectly under the law, fulfilling God's law completely and totally on behalf of His people. You must hear that Christ went to the cross and died and fully bore the wrath of God for His people. You must hear He did not just die. He was buried in the tomb and then on the third day He rose again from the dead, conquering death, fully accomplishing everything necessary for your salvation. Mankind must hear that message. And the Spirit must work in their hearts and minds, convincing them that this is true and that they need the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the means by which the Lord God saves men. It is not through any human endeavors It is only through Christ, the Christ proclaimed in the gospel. The wisest of the Jews and Greeks could not attain salvation through their own means, through their own wisdom. It was a stumbling block for Jews, that's what our text tells us, It was foolishness to the Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The means which God uses prevents those who depend upon themselves from ever attaining salvation. But for all who the Lord God is pleased to save, it is salvation to them. Why? Because that is the wisdom of God. In verse 25, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. Anything that could be considered foolishness in God is so much wiser and greater than the wisdom of man that it ought to cause us to throw ourselves at the foot of the cross Anything in God that could be considered weakness is so much stronger than the strength of man that it should give us full assurance that when the Lord God promises that all who believe the gospel of Christ will be saved, we ought to have full assurance that He will accomplish that. Lord God in His wisdom and in His strength has appointed that means hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Coming to the Father through Christ the Son by the Spirit is the only prescribed means of salvation. It's not the means or the method or even the leaders of men. It is the great and glorious gospel of Christ. Young people, There will probably come a time in your life when people will tell you that your faith is foolish. They'll ask you why you're living your life this way. They'll probably say foolish things like, why don't you just have fun now and you can do that religion thing later. That's the wisdom of the world. And our text has told us the wisdom of the world is really foolishness. Do not listen to them. Trust the Lord Jesus Christ now. Even as young as you are, call upon Christ. Trust in Him alone for your salvation. It is not a waste of your life to trust in the Lord Jesus and to live a godly life. There's a famous quote says, "He is no fool who gives up what he cannot gain, who gives up what he cannot keep. Excuse me, to gain what he cannot lose. It's not foolish to give up worldly pleasure, worldly wisdom, to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, to follow Him, and to gain everlasting life. That is true wisdom. And dear saints." Who are like Moses, afraid to proclaim the Word of God because you don't have the right words to say, because you have a stutter, because you get tongue-tied when you're nervous. Take heart. The Lord does not need you to use eloquent speech to draw men to Himself. He doesn't need you to make proclamations of great philosophical wisdom for men to be saved. He can and He will use the plain proclamation of the gospel. When you have opportunity, give the gospel as plainly and clearly as you can and trust the Lord. That since that is his appointed means, he will be faithful to use that. Be bold and share the truth of God plainly. Well, our text has showed us that the wisdom of man cannot save man, but the so-called foolishness of God is God's plan of salvation. The foolishness of God expressed in the gospel, Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. The Lord does not use methodology, means, even great leaders and speakers. No. He uses the proclamation of Christ, of His death and resurrection, and that alone to draw men to Himself, to grant them salvation, to bring people to Him to be those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And so take heart. In this world which calls your faith foolish, take heart knowing that your folly is great wisdom, for that is what Christ uses to save mankind. And in your taking heart, be bold to proclaim your Lord Jesus. Let us pray.